another episode of our foreign feature series. This is Lulu Bell, and with me is the wonderful Kaylee. What's up, Lulu Bell? What's up, Poppers? I'm glad that you're feeling well, Kaylee. And I am ready to start this episode with this very interesting film that we saw Admiral. think if I was to make you king of the Netherlands? You don't expect me to betray my country, do you? Well, I think it would be unwise to underestimate the worker. He's a brilliant strategist. The Reuter lured you into a trap. We are the country. Our blood flows in its soul and gives life to every blade of grass that grows. This is a 2015 Dutch film about the 17th century Admiral Michel de Reuter. It depicts the naval warfare between the Dutch and the British and later on also the French and the German. And the reason for this warfare is because basically the British and the French are jealous of all of the trading that the Dutch have. They're successful, they're basically autonomous, they have their own kind of ruling system. Unfortunately, at the same time, we have an internal struggle between the Orangists who favor monarchical rule and they want Prince William to be their king and the Republicans who have just elected Johan de Witt as their prime minister. The story is almost as much about him as it is about de Reiter and they have this sort of grudging friendship at the beginning that turns into a deeper friendship and for me basically these two guys are the ones that made the movie interesting. You have these two men who are sort of trying to save their country or to do the best for their country and ultimately they have to pay a very high price. But Kaylee, what did you think? Well, this film, I I actually chose this film for our foreign flick. I stumbled across it while looking through Netflix. The original Dutch title is uh, Michel de de Reuter, uh, which is the name of our hero. And that's played by Frank Lammers. That's the anglicized version of his name again. My Dutch is not up to par either. Um, (laughs) And this film is very dense. It's very complex. It is a historical drama. Though, I I mean, I don't know anything about Dutch history, so who knows how accurate it is yeah who who we can't speak to how accurate it is we can only speak to how entertaining it was and for me i am drawn to historical period films even if they're historical fiction like i love my jane austens i i'm a big fan of costuming Mm -hmm. and of sets and this film i thought was actually very fascinating for me because it's it's a part of europe that Other than paintings, to be honest with you, I have not seen portrayed in film. So this was very fascinating for me. We could see the the Dutch wearing the the really black. They were wear all black. And then those white ruffle collars and then their hats. Which when you think of the pilgrims, that's (laughs) what they looked like. And if my limited knowledge of Dutch history here is correct, there was, I believe, at some point... And this may have been after this time period, but not too far after. There was a Dutch immigration into England, and then they later 
emigrated into America. And then, of course, we know that the Dutch came to America as well, because wasn't it New Amsterdam before mm-hmm. New York or something like that? So for me, the, there was just all these ties of history that I found particularly fascinating. But like I said, this film was so dense. Especially in its political elements. It, it is very political. It's, it's as much a political drama as it is a, a war drama. It, it's both. And like you're saying, there are the two factions. Mm-hmm. There are the, I guess you could call them the nationalists who believe in their parliament where members are elected. Because at this time, the Netherlands, the, it was not necessarily a unified country like we would think. It was very much like the United States where there were these principalities, I guess you could say, that were in a federation or a republic. And there was a faction where they wanted a king. They had a prince, but he didn't have much power. And so that back and forth, and it, mm-hmm. I just, you gotta be able to just kind of pick it up quickly. I thought they didn't dwell too much on, okay, well, this this is this and this is that. Coming from it as an outsider, it might be confusing because you don't know the Dutch history. They start the story in the middle of the conflict. So there's not very much backstory on how this conflict came to be. It's basically, this is the important part that started like the downfall mm-hmm. and it almost felt like you were watching the the like the last third of a story. It's basically what this whole movie was about. Right. And really the the central character, uh Michel de Reitor, he is hailed in history as one of the best naval admirals ever. Uh, mm-hmm. It is the way I I understood it. His uh his grave, there's a huge monument uh in I believe is it The Hague where he's buried and stuff. So his background is that he came from very humble beginnings. He was just a sailor, but he was a commander of men. People flocked to him while on the ship and he got a promotion that he didn't want to become the admiral. So his whole character arc and mind you whether or not they're playing with history here i found his arc very interesting he is the reluctant hero very much so the reluctant servant and i always kind of fascinated by those characters what people who step up to the plate even though they don't want Mm -hmm. to and he was my favorite thing of the whole film he's this simple man in a very bad situation And like you mentioned, he's the reluctant hero. He has to step up when no one else will. And he makes these hard choices, but they're the right choices, even though a lot of people might think the opposite. I also just want to mention the actress Sane Langalar, I believe is how you say it. She played Anna, who was the wife, uh, Michel. And what I also found interesting, because again, this film was so nice, there was so much to unpack because you had the political factions, then you had the international relations, and then you had the family relations. Like, they did not leave any stone unturned as far as looking at character development. And I just thought, okay, well, Anna, the wife, she's just going to be a side character. She's not going to have a lot of screen time. She actually had a beefy part in the story. And I really admired her as a person, but also Sane's mm-hmm. portrayal of her because she has to stand up because her husband out at sea all the time. She has to stand up when the political environment changes against her family she has to stand up against both the the republicans and then the the monarchists and it it was just a 
fascinating look for me because in America, we, we don't have the monarchists. I mean, the only thing we could compare are political parties, but just the, the violence, the brewing violence, it, I guess, again, it's just what I enjoyed is it was all new for me. I'm very familiar with a lot of the beats of British history, even French history, but going up to the Netherlands was kind of exciting because it was uh, it's uncharted territory for me. The complexity of it all was what made it so interesting because there's so many little pieces that you have to account for that it creates this very kind of resonant story. At the same time, what I didn't like about the film was that some of the political scenes were just a little too long for me and a little too convoluted at times. Maybe it's because I don't know anything about Dutch history that I kind of felt they needed to move on. (laughs) And I kept thinking, come on, I want to see more battle scenes, more water naval scenes. And you have to sit through a whole bunch of these, like people just talking. And it's a huge part of the story, but somehow I I kept on just wanting (laughs) them to move on a little bit quicker. Well, yeah, I think to that effect, I kind of mirror you, but I'm like, on the flip side of the coin, I felt that the battle scenes were very protracted. Actually, every scene was very long, but they had almost a gratuitous use of slow-mo, particularly in the battle scenes Mm. or in any type of confrontation. I'm like, okay, this is getting a little too... It made the tone of the film feel very stylized when it shouldn't have been, in my opinion. When I think of like epic battle scenes that really worked, I go back to Gladiator because they did an amazing Mm. job of combining both slow motion as well as like these kind of quick sped up scenes and like these just capturing the action I felt with so much slow-mo it slowed everything down and it happened when the the mob came for example there was lots of slow-mos in the mob scenes when they're going after Mm -hmm. the prime minister and the the republican factions It, it was just like oh my god Gosh. And that was a really, really long scene. It was. And not particularly joyful to watch. No, the the butchering of the prime minister and his brother were actually some of the more gratuitous things I've seen in film. And uh, trust me, I'm like, I've seen some gore, but this there's something about, I don't know, that's horrifying to be attacked by the mob. They're lynched. They're, that's what happens. They're lynched. And it's a horrible, horrible scene. And unlike with our American films where like the music might come in, you hear everybody screaming. It was so quiet. It was quiet because there was no music to it. And so mm-hmm. you heard everything that the actors were saying. It was intense. There's one more thing I wanted to point out. This cast is not completely Dutch and this film's not completely spoken in Dutch. They do go to England and there is English in this film. And lo and behold, Charles Dance... If you don't know who he is, Game of Thrones, fabulous actor. And he plays King Charles II of England. So if you're a Charles Dance fan, you got to check him out here as uh, King Charles II. And he's got Char- uh, King Charles Spaniels <laughs> with him. So there you go. Well, now we're moving on to our food rating. And Kaylee, I'll let you go first. How would you rate this? Well, because this film was so dense, so complex, I'm actually going to compare it to like drinking a milk stout. So stout beer is like drinking bread. It is that dense. It's that thick. And with the milk stout, though, you're getting a lot of complex flavors thrown in and depending on who's making it, all that stuff. But it's creamy. uh, It's velvety. And yet you can 
break it down even more, you got kind of the bite of the barley and the hops and everything. So it's not something you want to sit down and like have all the time but every once in a while when you just kind of like oh, I need something juicy and good and satisfying then milk stout and that's how I would recommend Admiral oh well mine is uh, somewhat similar in the sense that I'm comparing mine to toffee and toffee is a hard hard thing to eat <laughs> at least it is for me it's hard to chew it's hard to bite into but once you actually manage to get a piece of it, it's not too bad. It's actually a pretty good and it has this kind of like flavor that doesn't leave. It's not bitter, in other words. And that's kind of what I felt with this one. There were a few things that I didn't like, but overall, I think the quality of it was really great. And that's it for this episode, Poppers. Don't forget to check out our website to see our other reviews. So go to popcornfanfilmreviews.weebly.com. And you can also find us on social media on Facebook and Twitter. Just Google Popcorn Fan Film Reviews. And don't forget to find us on iTunes and leave us some stars. Let us know what you think. And I guess we could say we actually recommend Admiral. And it's on Netflix. So if you got a Netflix account, just search Admiral. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.